Hi there. Welcome to the podcast. Great to have you along with me. You know, I've been thinking I'm a little overdue on doing a podcast about the rapture. You know, what does Lee believe about the rapture? You know, I really haven't done a podcast because I don't know what to think about the rapture. I've heard really good arguments for why there is going to be a pre-tribulation rapture and equally good arguments for a post-tribulation rapture. I've heard a really good pastor who I know to be born again teaching that there isn't going to be a rapture at all, that it's a misunderstanding. And another really good born-again preacher that I trust very much saying that the rapture is actually a rapture of the evil from off of the earth. So, you know, obviously there's a lot of conflicting opinions and there's very little scripture that we can stand on. And one of the mistakes we make is to take a single verse and stand on that where Jesus said in Matthew chapter 24, verse 41, one woman, two women will be standing at the mill grinding, one will be taken, one will be left. And it, it gives you a seeming sense of normalcy going on. And just suddenly those people disappear. And that leads us to an understanding of a pre-tribulation rapture. I, I don't have any spiritual discernment on when exactly that rapture is going to take place. The Holy Spirit hasn't revealed to me anything on that. But I want to read what Paul had to say in 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. He says, For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord will by no means precede those who are asleep. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ will rise first. Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air, and thus we will always be with the Lord. So the Apostle Paul doesn't tell us exactly when, but we do have something, in, a bit of critical information there to consider. The dead in Christ will rise first. And what is that going to look like? Is it going to be a physical resurrection? Will they at that time receive a glorified body to be caught up with us into the clouds? I'm not sure. Um, I don't stand absolutely on pre-trib, post-trib, mid-trib, any of that. But I do want us to look into Revelation chapter 6. We have the breaking of the seals. The first seal is that rider on the white horse, some assume is false religion. Uh, it could also mean a, a removal of something from the earth like wisdom. The second seal is war. The third seal is famine. The fourth seal is death through either warfare pestilence, or famine. And I believe these four seals have been broken already. So if we're following chronology here, and these things are, are getting stronger and stronger on the face of the earth, then something takes place after the fifth seal, which is the martyrs in heaven receive a white robe and are told to wait until their numbers are completed. You see, there's still... After the fifth seal, there's still more to be martyred for the name of Jesus Christ. And that's 
that could be you and I. It could also be the 144,000, 12,000 from each tribe sealed. But something comes before that. This sixth seal. And I'm going to read through it because I want you to consider the sixth seal, which chronologically seems to happen before the rapture. So beginning in verse 12 of Revelation 6, I looked when he broke the sixth seal and there was a great earthquake and the sun became black as sackcloth made of hair and the whole moon became like blood and the stars of the sky fell to the earth as a fig tree cast its unripe figs when it is shaken by a great wind. The sky was split apart like a scroll when it is rolled up and every mountain and island were moved out of their places. Then the kings of the earth and the great men and the commanders and the rich and the strong and every slave and free man hid themselves in the caves and among the rocks of the mountains. And they said to the mountains and to the rocks, fall on us and hide us from the presence of him who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the lamb. For the great day of their wrath has come and who is able to stand. And you know what takes place immediately after this event? This is describing a horrific cataclysm. I've seen the sky roll up like a scroll. And that if you look on YouTube, you'll be able to find the mother of all bombs. I think it was called the Tsar. Russia, during the 1950s, I believe it was, detonated a bomb called the mother of all bombs. They called it the Tsar. And the shockwave went around the world three times. And watch what the clouds do when that bomb goes off. They roll up like a scroll. So it's a cataclysmic event that is being described here. You can interpret it as a global thermonuclear war, as a deep impact event from uh, an object from, you know, coming coming through our, our solar system. It could be a number of things, but it is a cataclysmic event, but it's followed. If we go to Revelation chapter 7, there's a period of quiet, and then the 144,000 are sealed. But in verse 9, it says, after these things, meaning after the four seals are broken and the horsemen are riding, after the cataclysmic event, after the 144,000 are sealed, after these things, I looked and behold a great multitude, which no one could count from every nation and all tribes and peoples and tongues standing before the throne and before the lamb clothed in white robes and palm branches were in their hands. And they cry out with a loud voice saying salvation to our God who sits on the throne and to the lamb. I believe that's you and I that that's describing right there, that that is after the rapture at that point. But that comes after this global cataclysm. So based on that chronology and revelation, I believe we're going to see some sort of horrific event and the numbering of the 144,000 prior to or right around the time of the rapture. So you know what? Everybody can formulate an opinion and can hold to that opinion. It's fine if you're pre-trib, if you're post-trib, if you're up-trib or down-trib. It really doesn't matter because knowing the exact moment is not what counts. You know, it really counts. Jesus said, if you knew at what time the thief was coming, then you would be prepared. 
He said, when the, the bridegroom came, five virgins had oil and were ready to go into the wedding feast. Five foolish virgins were not ready. Jesus put a lot more emphasis on you being spiritually ready and awake and found doing the things that God has called you to do. That's what matters. Your, your beliefs, your chronology, your understanding is secondary. What really, really matters is that when the Lord returns, whether it's in a little while or in a little bit later, we're ready for it. And that's my encouragement to all the children of God is just make sure that you're ready. Thank you for joining me today. God bless.